When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get this hot topic underway because it was kicked off this morning with Julian King and Michael Carianis. We've been talking about it for the last couple of days and it continues on again this morning. The NRL versus the players in the collective bargaining agreement battle. So what's next? Where are we at now? Nothing's really changed, but another public push by the players this morning. So they've made it very clear that this is a collective agreement on their behalf to try and fight this a little bit more publicly. So we've heard from Kurt Capewell throughout the week, plenty of social media. Chad Townsend's been active on that and Wade Graham along the way. And he's had a say this morning, but it hasn't hit the mark with you, with the fans. And this is a little bit of a concern. So let's dig through this and then I want to get your thoughts on it. Wade Graham this morning on SEN Breakfast was asked uh, a number of questions about where they're at, what's happening next, what are the sticking points. So let's work our way through these. First up, the sticking points between the RLPA, the Rugby League Players Association, and the NRL. It's hard to go line by line. Like the CBA is a lot of things. Like one, one thing would be like a transfer window, which sort of takes away different aspects of, of, of rights. I'm not saying that the current system we have with contracting and player movement is, is the is the best system, but certainly something needs to be looked at, you know, with the NRL and the RPA working together and that the way it's proposed at the moment isn't anywhere near that. So there's one example, but like to go line by line through the whole thing, it's it's a, it's a pretty deep document to me. Like it's, it's all our terms and conditions. Yeah, which is fair enough, which is fair enough. I mean, it is a detailed document and there are many layers to this one, but when you're in the public eye, and you're trying to get this across to the public to get them on your side, you've got to narrow it down. Not dumb it down, but narrow it down. And it's a little bit confusing. So we've got to go deeper into this. Asked if the start of the comp could be under threat. Will the start of the NRL competition be under threat? It's, what, 40-odd days away now, seven weeks away, or six weeks away. If strike action is a consideration, here's the response from Wade Graham this morning. Oh, I don't think so. Like the games, mate, the games are there. The, the players are getting ready. The, we're all training at our clubs, individual clubs respectively, to prepare for another season. Then our role. That's quite drastic to think games would be under threat at this stage. Over the last week, it certainly caused enough waves and ripples effects to show the NRO and, and the players, you know, we're, we're, we're quite a distance apart still and we need to get back in the room and, and get back to the table and try and iron out these creases because, you know, we, we do understand it hurts everyone, but it's important that we hold the line. And, you know, the decision has been made by the players as a collective. So this is this is the path, you know, we want to stand on and this is the line we want to fight for. Um, yeah, this is where we're at. Okay, a couple of things there. No, he says, I don't think so. That's drastic action. The strike threat would be drastic action. So uh, in my opinion, I think you go the other way. If you're going to fight, you go out there with the biggest thing that you've got which is strike action. So at least we're clear on that from Wade this morning. No, I don't think so. It's, it's drastic action. But this is the line that we're taking. The, the line that we're, we've decided to take is this action of not fronting up for NRL media. And like I said the other day, 
I hardly think that walking down and saying to, to a photographer that I'm not going to be there for headshots is going to cause a really big ripple. It may start a little thing, but this is where we're at at the moment. So that's two points done. What about the relationship between the players and the NRL itself? The boys this morning asked why, Graham, if that's as bad as he's seen in the time. One of the most experienced players in the league. I'm unsure where, what they're thinking, to be honest. Like Every meeting that I've been in with the NRL, and I've been in quite a few, I feel like they seem to be positive and we seem to be tracking in the right direction and all the right words are said. Uh, but then when it comes to a document being sent across, it just never seems to marry up with what's said in the room. So that's where the frustration sort of kicks in. And, you know, when we explain that back to, you know, the player delegates and player leaders and, you know, the other, you know, the, the, the whole whole group, when you explain that back, that the words that are being said are different to the, you know, the documents of the actions being taken, well, that's where the frustration begins to grow. And that's why I started to see a lot more players become actively involved. So the relationship's pretty bad. If what they're saying in the meetings is very different to what uh, Wade Graham is saying, the NRL is then saying publicly, the relationship's pretty bad. There would be zero trust in this, the way that it's playing out. So you've got to start to dig deeper. Ultimate respect for Wade Graham. And good on him for jumping on the program this morning. But do you know what the players stand for? There's a whole list of grievances that are there. Very detailed document that's hard for somebody like Wade to just put into a snapshot right here on a breakfast program. So we're asking a lot. But do you know what the players stand for in this one? Is the action that they're taking and the argument they're putting up enough to get you on their side? Because this is a two-sided debate. This is us versus them. Make no mistake, have the players convinced you here? Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to put pressure on the NRL. We're saying we're not going to be part of NRL media. We're going to take this action. We're sorry, guys, we're not going to do what you want us to do to help promote the game and quite possibly not be at the season launch. They're trying to convince you, the fans, to be on their side and put pressure on the NRL. The back and forth of negotiations happens every day in business. It's happening right now in a very public game. So let me know, have the players convinced you? And I've got another question for you in just a sec, which is the ultimate question in this one. But first up, the flip side. Have you heard from the NRL in this? No. Why? Because they don't have to say anything. They threw the biggest grenade they had before Christmas, which was, guess what? We're going to publicly announce an increase in the salary cap. So they lobbed that out there and they landed it on the front page of the paper, which put them in the box seat of this argument. So we haven't heard anything from the NRL. Last night on Sports Day, Ricky Stewart had this to say about the NRL administration. I've got all the faith in the world in Peter and um, Andrew running the game. I really do. I mean, they, uh, uh, if it wasn't for, wasn't for Peter, uh, I don't know where we'd be because we were going broke. Mm. I don't know how they've done it, but now now they're paying out millions and millions of dollars. We're, we're flush, well, when I say flush, we're a lot healthier than where we were before COVID. Fortunately, now we're a lot healthier from a financial point of view. So, you know, we can't forget that. But mm. I understand players have got uh, uh, their gripes and, and rights and they'll fight for that. So Ricky's spot on here too. I mean, let, let's go back a little bit, which is what he's done there. The, the game would not have survived if Peter Volandis had not done what was needed to do at the time. The joint was broke. There was nothing in the bottom drawer, and they realised that when COVID came around 
and the nest egg that was the TV money was about to go. So they saved the game. They absolutely saved the game and they should be given credit for that. But this is a different scenario now. So Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo can run the game, but they can't play the game. They can't make the game happen. There's really only one way that happens, and that's the players. So this is what I've been saying, and I don't want it to get this far. Nobody does. But what have they got? What have they got in this argument, in this fight? They've got a strike. They've got strike action. They can take the one thing away that will stop the game completely and put this argument front and centre, whether you like it or not. And that is, the game doesn't happen without the players. So that's the end road on this one. So let me ask you this question. I mean, it's going to go back and forth. We'll hear from all sides over the course of the next few days. I don't think the Players Association are going through it the best way that they can. They're trying to, and they're trying not to get you offside. And good on them. I think they're doing the right thing the way that they're trying to do it, but perhaps they could be a little bit more aggressive and certainly they could be clearer in what they're trying to get across. But would you back a player's strike? Would you be up for a player's strike in this scenario? If you knew all the details, if they came out and said, this is what we're standing for and we're prepared to put everything on the line on this one because it means this much to us, that we're going to have to strike. There's no other way. We're not getting through. We're going to meetings, according to them, and what we're talking about is coming out differently. So we've had enough. Had enough is we need to stop. So would you back a strike? Let's hope to heck it doesn't get that far. But just let me know this morning, yes or no, and why. 0457 736 736 is the text line, or 1300 01 1170 is the open line number. 